You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. It ain't the left side or the right side, and it must be the fin side. Inside. It ain't the left side or the right side. Thank you, Solo D. Welcome to another episode of On the Fin Side here with Kat and Paul Pickin. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Spreaker, iTunes, YouTube, and on iHeartRadio. Paul and I today are going to predict the Dolphins' 53-man roster. Not only the 53-man roster, but which players we think are locks to make it um, as the roster stands right now. So no trade projections, no projected free agent signings, nothing like that. So Paul and I beforehand each arrived at 40 different players who we thought were locks to make the roster. We didn't just decide we're going to come up with 40 players. That's the amount of players that we actually ended up deciding on. So we could have had as many players or as few of players as we wanted. We each independently came up with 40. 39 out of those 40, Paul and I both agreed on to make the roster. And we had one different player that we're going to get to a little bit later. So we'll go through the roster position by position, identify which players we agreed are locks, and then fill in the rest of the 53-man roster with who we think are going to make it. Paul doesn't know who I'm picking there. I don't know who Paul's picking. So, Paul, let's begin and start at that quarterback position. Jay Cutler and Matt Moore. I was actually pleasantly surprised to see Matt Moore on your final 53-man roster. I thought this might have been year six in a row that he did not make your roster, but you did include him. Anybody else that you think, what about Brandon Dowdy or David Fales? Do you have them making the 53 as well? I don't, and I don't love that I had to have Matt Moore on there. I do think he's the best option as a backup for this team right now, but I, I, I really hope they learn from the fact that they got caught with their pants down and draft the quarterback next year, even if it means they got to keep three on the roster for a season while that guy develops because they need – some type of insurance policy where they don't have to go out and spend $10 million in cap space. As much as I did like the Jay Cutler move, they got caught with their pants down on that. So for me, it's just two quarterbacks again. I'm with you on that. Brandon Dowdy, just watching him in the preseason game, I, I just don't see a whole heck of a lot to work with there. Uh, you know, even though he was really productive coming out of Western Kentucky with 96 touchdowns in two years, I, I didn't see the, those developmental skills. And I think you're right, Paul, that in the next year, fourth or fifth round, I would love to see the Dolphins get a developmental quarterback. So two quarterbacks making the roster. I have three at running back. I know we've got we've agreed on our three locks for this position. Jay Ajaye, Kenyon Drake, Damian Williams. I have three making the roster. I think you might have a fourth guy. 
I do. I, I flirted with the idea of either Devion Smith or Sonoris Perry, but I just didn't see enough there, and I didn't see a broad enough role for those guys. Storm Johnson was a guy that I really liked what I saw him in that preseason game the other night. I think he's a guy that can contribute a little bit on special teams, can contribute a little bit if he gets the ball in the backfield. And, and you know, Gase, he likes to find a role for guys like that. I, I don't know that he'd be on the active roster on most game days, but he's a guy if, say, Jay Ajayi has an issue, you know, fingers crossed he doesn't, or even Kenyon Drake or Damian Williams goes down, he's a guy that could come in, take a few touches, and do a few things to help the team out here. History's probably on your side there because over the last couple of years, Adam Gates, or last year, Adam Gates did keep four running backs. Joe Philbin kept four running backs uh, as well for a couple of years. And it's pretty typical for NFL teams to keep four running backs instead of three. I think the Dolphins have an advantage here where Damian Williams is so versatile that the Dolphins can get away with only three. The wide receiver position, I'm sure, is going to cause a little bit of debate. Uh, the top three are obvious. We've got Devontae Parker, Jarvis Landry, and Kenny Stills. One of the players that I had making, uh, making it as a lock was Leontay Carew, the Dolphins' third-round pick for last year. But, Paul, you didn't have him as a lock. I didn't have him as a lock, but I do have him making my 53. And to be honest with you, given what we saw, Jakeem Grant in the receiving game, and, and while I do know Carew had that great touchdown catch, I've still got Grant a little bit ahead of Carew, but I have both of those guys making the team, as well as Drew Morgan, who, while Stringfellow had a great game, the Dolphins are still enamored with Drew Morgan. And I had Morgan edge Stringfellow out basically based on what I'm seeing as far as the team's love for the guy. I actually have seven wide receivers making the roster, even though that might seem like a crazy amount. I really felt that out of the, the wide receivers the Dolphins signed as undrafted free agents, I was shocked that they were able to land Drew Morgan, Francis Aruso, and, and DeMaurier Stringfellow, who had the 99-yard touchdown in the preseason game against the Falcons. And I think because of that, you're going to see a couple more of them make the roster. I also have Jakeem Grant making it. So we're in agreement on the top six, which are, are Landry, Parker, Stills, Leonte Carew, Jakeem Grant, Drew Morgan, and I also have Stringfellow making it as the seventh guy, probably the 53rd guy to make the roster. At the tight end spot, we're in agreement on this as well. Julius Thomas, Anthony Fasano, and Marquise Gray. Uh, Thomas Duarte, I was a little surprised that both of us left him off this list. I was a little surprised, too. I mean, the way I broke my list down, I had my locks. I had my, okay, these guys are making it, 99% chance, pretty much. And then I had my maybe guys. And I did have Duarte on my maybe list, as well as Stringfellow, who you just talked about. But when push came to shove, when I got through my locks and my, look, these guys are making the team guys, even though they're not locks, I, I was down to three or four play, or four players that I had left to go out of my maybe list, which consisted of seven or eight guys. So for me, it, it's just, it was a numbers game. I, I love Duarte. I think he's got another year. He can sit on the practice squad and continue to develop. I like the skill set he has, but he's, he was a lot more raw than anybody expected coming out of college. And a lot thinner than I expected when he came out of UCLA, too. So if he continues to, he really has to show himself as that receiving tight end. But time is running out. And Marquise Gray, I, was, I really liked what I saw out of him when he was on the field last year. And he played well in the first preseason game, too. I hope the Dolphins can find some meaningful snaps with him as that third tight end. The offensive line, 
interesting scenario. You know, we both of us have seven as locks, and they are pretty obvious. Laramie Tunzel, Craig Urbic, Mike Pouncey, Jermon Bushrod, Juwan James as the starting five. And then we have Sam Young and fifth-round rookie Isaac Asiata. So we have seven as locks. Keep in mind, everybody, we are not including Ted Larson, who is going to miss the 2017 season uh, with a torn pectoral muscle. So, Paul, we've got those seven locks. Uh, who fills out the rest of your depth chart there? There were four guys I really wanted to include, but I could only keep three of them. So, unfortunately, Eric Smith just missed my final 53. But for me, I, I have Jesse Davis make, making the roster. The Dolphins seem to love this kid. You watched the game the other night, you can see why. Anthony Steen was a guy that came in and did a lot last year, showed a lot of room for growth. And while he, I can't consider him a lock, he's got positional flexibility to play center and guard. And really, he was a big part of saving the season last year. And this team needs players with, with positional flexibility to play the center position. Mike Pouncey struggles to walk down a street and stay healthy at, at this point with, with the issues with his hips. He's almost in Coamisi territory as far as the injuries go. And you've got to have some guys that can step in and fill that role, which is also why I went ahead and went with Jake Brendel. He was the guy when we talked about our guard preview position. I don't know if you remember, but I was talking about what I liked out of him coming out of college and the fact that he's shown that so far in training camp. The guy deserves a roster spot. And, you know, the offensive line, the issues in center, it just makes sense. I do have 10 making the roster as well. Uh, I did put Eric Smith on here. Also had Anthony Steen as the backup center guard. I was very close to having him as a lock after Ted Larson went down. And Jake Brendel, I do have inching his way onto the roster too. I, you know, Brendel is a player who was promoted to the 53-man roster here toward the end of the year. And he has looked pretty good so far uh, by all accounts. The Dolphins are really going with quantity over quality right now in the interior of that line. That's why I think they're going to go with some strength and numbers. Paul, moving on to the defensive side of the ball, the locks we have on the defensive line, we've agreed on seven of them. Uh, Cameron Wake and Dominican Sue, Jordan Phillips, Andre Branch, Charles Harris, Gavin Gotcha, and William Hayes. After that, a few players that are pretty close on the list here. Uh, Vincent Taylor makes the team as my eighth guy. Uh, you know, he looked pretty good here in the first preseason game. He has looked good during camp. I was really close to having him as a lock as well. And then my ninth guy is going to be Malvo, who had a sack against the Falcons in the preseason game. He's 6'5", 273 pounds, undrafted free agent out of Houston. And when you're 6'5", 273, and you run a 4-7-7 in the combine, you know, those are pretty good measurables for an undrafted free agent. I did not have Terrence today making the final 53-man roster. So, Paul, after your first seven, how does the rest of your depth chart shake out? So I've got Vincent Taylor on there. This is also another one where you mentioned both of the guys that, that I flirted with here. I keep going back and forth. Like Even as we're sitting here talking, I, I'm, I'm questioning my decision because it's that close for me, which I didn't expect. But I liked what I saw out of Malvo on, on Thursday. And as much as I did not like a lot of what I saw from Terrence Fiday last season, he showed a little bit of a different gear again in this past preseason game, which makes this a really tough decision. I, I wound up going with Malvo over Fide, but if you ask me this question again in 30 seconds, I might waffle back to a Fide on this. That's how torn I am on this. I, I didn't expect that going into the preseason game Thursday night, but they both 
played like players who belong on this roster. Yeah, and that's the great thing about what we're doing here is that these are going to change as as the weeks go along. So we could be talking here at the end of the second preseason game against the Ravens, and we have two or three different uh, scenarios uh, for the 53-man roster. But looking at the linebacker spot, after Raekwon McMillan went down with the, with the season-ending injury against the Falcons, I only have five making the final roster. We've agreed on four of them, Kiko Alonso, Lawrence Timmons, Neville Hewitt, and Mike Hall. I gave that fifth spot to Trevor Riley. Paul, what do you think? I actually have six linebackers making the roster. Gase loves to use them on special teams, which you have to do. I know a lot of folks question the Raekwon thing. I know we'll talk about that later. But these linebackers have to be able to play special teams as well. It's part of what got Mike Hall on the roster last season was his propensity to make plays in the special teams game. And if you watch that first punt, Deion Lacey was down the field well ahead of everybody else. And Raekwon McMillan actually got himself blocked into Deion Lacey. I liked what I saw out of Lacey when he got in on the defensive side of the ball. And he's really a guy that has surprised me because I didn't really expect much of the kid. So I've got Deion Lacey making the team. And then I went ahead and went with Chase Allen, even though I I do like Trevor Riley. I, I think Chase Allen edges him out as it stands right now. Interesting. Yeah, I'd say that's our biggest disagreement that we've had so far. Everything else has kind of gone straight down the list. (laughs) Speaking of another disagreement that we did have, too, is, and again, we both have this guy making the final roster. You had him as a lock. Um, I don't, but I have him making it at that cornerback spot, Alteron Werner. So we've agreed on on four of them, uh, Byron Maxwell, Xavier Howard starting, and then third-round pick Cordrea Tankersley and also Tony Lippett, who had four interceptions last year. After that, uh, you know, Verna, I have making the roster. You have him as a lot. Uh, Bobby McCain and Jordan Lucas, uh, some youngsters here, previous fifth and sixth round picks, look like they're fighting for their lives. Did you have them making it? I did have Bobby McCain make the team. Uh, I did not end up with Jordan Lucas. I, I, I like the kid, but it's just a numbers game at this point. And for me, the TJ McDonald suspension, the fact that he's not going to count against the roster here. I, Walt Aikens may be listed as a corner now by the Dolphins, but he still has that positional flexibility, at least on paper, to play safety in a pinch. And I was torn between Lucas, Pitts, and Aikens, because Pitts did show a lot of promise after we talked about him in our DB preview. But for me, the positional versatility at Aikens edges him out here. You know, he's a hell of a special teamer, so it works out that way. And he doesn't make a lot of money either. I think that's his big value, too. I, I did have Aikens making it. I did actually have Jordan Lucas making the final roster, too. So went with seven defensive backs, or, or seven cornerbacks overall. You know, you can count uh, Aikens as a corner safety. You can count Lucas as a corner safety. Uh, so, yeah, we, that's, that's what we've got there. So at the safety spot, assuming that we do have Walt Aikens listed as a cornerback, I think we're in agreement here on the other three, and that's free safety Nate Allen, strong safety Rashad Jones, and uh, Swiss Army knife back there, uh, Michael Thomas. I feel pretty confident in these guys here. I, I think it would be pretty hard-pressed to see an undrafted free agent crack that top rotation, especially with T.J. McDonald coming back in midseason. I think when T.J. McDonald comes back, barring some superhuman play from Walt Aikens or maybe an issue at linebacker, the way my roster's set up anyway for my 53, I think either Walt Aikens or, or Chase Allen would be the guy that gets the heave-ho, essentially, to make room for McDonald on the game day roster. 
absolutely. And so we have a couple of disagreements here for, uh, on the, the 53-man roster prediction, but n- nothing too alarming, which is kind of disappointing because we usually yeah. have one or two that are <laughs> that are pretty glaring at this point in well, the I, season. But let's round it out here real quick on, on those, by the way, because one thing we didn't mention, we I think both of us had Andrew Franks, Matt Darr, and, and John Denny making the team in the perennial, obviously, category. Absolutely. In fact, I didn't wouldn't even bothering to go over them. It was just going to be an asterisk on what we've been talking about. So <laughs> let's say right now I'm testing my memory here. So I believe that I I have Stringfellow, Eric Smith, and Lucas making the team. And in comparison, you have running back Devion Smith, linebacker nope. Chase Allen, and linebacker Deion Lacey. Do I have that right? The running back was Storm Johnson that I have making the Storm team. Storm Johnson. So you've got Storm Johnson and two linebackers. I've got Eric Smith, Stringfellow, and Jordan Lucas. So I, I think uh, we could have a friendly little wager on this. This, this is, I think it's pretty close here. And this could change as well, and it will change if the Dolphins do add a veteran along the way. That'll do it for our positional breakdown of the 53-man roster. You're listening to Cat and Paul Pickens. Stay tuned here throughout the rest of the preseason, as well as during the regular season, where we're going to have breakdowns of these different games here and how the roster and how the team continues to evolve. And if it's not on the right side and it's not on the left side, it is on the same side. Solo D, take us home. It ain't the left side or the right side. And it must be the fin side. It ain't the left side or the right side. And it must be the fin side. Listen, Dolphins fans across the land all tuning in to see what Brian Cat and Paul about to do again. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.